Hey guys, so hope everybody's well and healthy and um, if you're not, you're doing everything you um, can to get healthy. You know, I once, I once watched a video, it was Team Sky Cycling, Road to Glory, um, and it was a bike rider that was injured and, you know, actually, God bless, they've, they're cyclist right now, Egan, um, has just had a very, very serious crash and injury, but this, this rider was injured, just domestic training type injury hamstring, I'm not sure. Um, and the psychiatrist, Dr. Steve Peters, was asking him, you know, on a scale of one to ten, what his happiness levels were. And he said, I think he said seven, eight. And, you know, Dr. Steve Peters asked him why it wasn't a 10. And he said, well, you know, I've been dealing with this um, ongoing injury for a while. And um, so Dr. Steve Peters says to him, well, this is he basically says, look, this is, you know, really simple. Um, And he's like, are you listening? And of course, he's like, yeah. Um, And he says, well, look. Uh, if you think about this logically, he says the injury is not stopping you from being a 10 out of 10. And he says, really, what's hindering you from being a 10 out of 10 um, is you're not accepting the situation. And so that's obviously different. Um, there's no there's no real reason why I, I, I do believe um, acceptance is something that um, is really quite powerful. So when you when you dive into any sort of situation, no matter how you know bad it might seem or how tough at the time, um, whether it's you know coming back from injury or or something in life or um, you know getting back to fitness or or accepting a you know a recent race result that you know maybe wasn't what you wanted if you if you can learn to be quite accepting of situations not there's a difference between you can accept a situation but not necessarily be happy about it so i think we tend to assume if you're accepting a situation it's almost uh like a sign of weakness so to accept a race result that wasn't that great like does that make you a weak person because you can when I was a kid I used to um if I raced you know maybe not as impressively as I thought or the people close to me thought you know I I could perform um I used to throw a bit of a strop and I kind of I used to sort of think um if I throw this bit of a strop then it's going to it's going to look like people are going to think, oh, my God, you know, he really cares about his results and he's so angry about this result. Um, but actually, you don't need to do the whole stroppy thing. Um, doing the whole stroppy thing doesn't necessarily mean that you go home and, and analyze the situation and figure out, you know, what from a professional standpoint, what could have been better, what you could have done better, what might have led to a better result, etc., etc. So you can accept a situation for what it is and move on with your day 
but still put a plan in place to make sure that that never happens again. And that's the most successful way of doing it, I think, personally. Um, so I guess recently I've, I've had to become, it's almost like 2021. I didn't accept that I wasn't the, the same fitness as I was in 2020. And I kind of, you know, I kind of clung to that like confidence and, um, you know, I feel, I felt like I ended 2020 in a really good place. Like, certainly from a fitness perspective, I actually ended it in a fucking horrible place, like, in terms of mental health and, and life and, and things like that. But, um, in a, in a fitness perspective, you know, to, to run some really impressive times, I ended it in a really good way. And, um, and then I go into 2021 and even though, so the reason I'm sort of, getting to this point is because um you know i i just did a i i did say that once a month i was you know go i actually had the plan for 2022 you know once a month to run a race um but actually i sort of changed that plan to once a month um i'll either run a race or i'll do something that's very very comparable like a time trial or like a solid effort or um and so this Sunday just gone what I did was I um I ran the you know the exact same loop um and, and I'm gonna cover two things here. I ran the exact same loop that I trained on um just before London. Well actually just before Larn. When I was at my fittest, um I would say it was probably I mean, obviously, the day of Lauren Half Marathon, I think I was by far in my my peak peak shape. And that included um, psychologically, physically, everything was just it couldn't have been more perfect. Um, and so probably like 11 to 12 days before that, I did a um, I think it was about 11 and a half miles at a at a sort of solid effort in in what we call over here in Teddington Bushy Park um, and I <coughs> excuse me I remember it was it was it was absolutely incredible it was you know I just came back from altitude and I, I really didn't know how fit I was or I I had an idea that I was pretty fit but actually even my best run at altitude which was like probably like 20 miles at like 520 pace you know it's it's still only a 220 marathon it's not it's altitude it's tough you know it you know there's um just regular trainers etc cetera, etc cetera. there's 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 other factors to play but at the same time like being realistic it's still a 220 marathon it's not 210 it's not 208 etc cetera, etc cetera. so i i knew it took a pretty good level of fitness to be able to you know run 20 miles at altitude at those kind of paces um especially on the loop that we're doing it on it, it's not perfect road it's a it's a kind of it's it's just like a gravelly kind of loop it's it is beautiful but it's certainly not you're not going to go race a marathon on it um so it was the first chance i'd sort of got at sea level and the 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 run-in was a bit complicated because i came back from altitude on the saturday 
Of course, I didn't plan to come back on the Saturday. I, being me, I booked a flight that morning, um, which is, which makes me laugh so much because I'm such a header. Um, I just, I actually called my mum on the Friday night and told her, oh, I'm going to stay for like another five weeks. Um, I had extended my rental car for like five weeks and, um, and then I fucking fly home the next day. It's so good. You can't, you can't ride it. Like, um, and so yeah, like it, 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 it was all a bit, yeah, it was a bit like awkward and complicated. Not awkward, but I, I fly back on the Saturday and, um, I go for a run on the Sunday and, oh, I, well, actually I run on the Saturday night. I think it's like 11 or 12 miles I go do. And, um, I was in this real, a real good, um, headspace back then in terms of like, you know, get out and get your run done 11, 12 miles, four or five miles that night. You know, I, I was really dedicated. So even though I flew that morning and I still got out and got my 11 or 12 miles done that night. But I remember thinking like I'd be fucking flying because I was back to sea level. And to be honest, I just wasn't. Um, and then I remember on the Sunday I joined um, my buddy Scott and, you know, again, I thought I was going to be flying and, you know, to my kind of disappointment, I was running slower than than what we had been at altitude. But like, I guess the heart rate was kind of the same. And that was that was kind of underwhelming, I suppose would be a nice way to put it. I was like, oh, shit, like, fuck's sake. It looks like um, looks like we were just fast up at altitude and like um, and so then, you know, that's the Sunday. So that's day one. Um, and then day three, which was the Tuesday, um, I wasn't actually supposed to do a long tempo, but the weather was just really nice. Like, I think it was, you know, three or four mile per hour wind, um, probably like 10 degrees Celsius, something like that. And I thought, you know what, this is, this is the perfect opportunity to move a tempo from later in the week a bit forward. And so I thought, all right, I'll, you know, I'll jump in the park and I'll, um, I'll give this a good go. And so I, I don't really have any expectations because, you know, the, the, the couple of days coming down from altitude had really went pretty shit. Um, and so I do this tempo and, um, th- there's two, <laughs> there's two parts to this. One is that I was wearing, not on purpose to make it faster, but I, I used to wear an Apple watch to have music while I was running because my Garmin, I didn't have a Garmin with music. So I, I would wear this Apple watch so that I could have wireless headphones. And so I wear the, the Apple watch. Now it turns out the Apple watch was about, probably about eight seconds per mile fast. So th- this still ends up being a really good tempo run. Like it, it kind of, it kind of checks out that I did probably about 11 and a half miles at like 458 per mile. But that morning, my Apple watch told me 450. And so the, the, the two things I'm covering is a, I thought it was a good idea to go and measure my fitness compared to, you know, back then. And then B, like the power of this, like, like this placebo effect, like the power that that had on me. Now, bear in mind, Apple Watch, 450, 458, it's kind of all irrelevant because like 11 days later, I go and run 6108 for a half marathon. And so like, 
actually it doesn't really matter you know what I averaged that day or like you know I I don't I don't really care that I didn't average 450 in fact and I'll get on to that but I'm actually fucking glad that I didn't um but here's the thing like the 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 power that that had that day like you know I couldn't believe it I because I felt I felt good and I I kind of knew it wasn't easy but I kind of thought to myself I can fucking do this, you know, like that, it felt like, a, it felt like marathon effort, right? So I, I remember calling, um, Gary Locke, you know, Paula Radcliffe's husband, um, and, and he had been helping with some of the training up in Font. And, and I remember being so excited, like, I was like, holy shit, Gary, you know, I've just done like 12 miles at like 450 pace and it felt incredible. Like I can run 207, I can do this, I can do that. And he's just going fucking calm down, Scully, blah blah blah. And so the the <laughs> the par that had. So actually, a couple of days later, I don't necessarily totally believe it because I remember I don't. Maybe I didn't believe it totally. I knew I had a really good morning, and and better than that, sometimes if you take pace away, right? Take pace away. Take pace out of the equation. A lot of my confidence came from how good I felt at that heart rate because I was kind of running at like 160 to 165 and and I just fucking felt good I just knew yeah I I felt powerful I felt good I felt in control and that that was as much that that gave me almost half the confidence and then obviously the pace um now what I'm sort of like confused about is I didn't feel as good yesterday but that's probably because my watch was saying like five minutes, five oh one, five minutes. Whereas when I did it, you know, over a year ago and it's saying four fifty, like you can just imagine yourself if you're looking down at your watch and you know, it's kind of telling you like you're if you're running a marathon heart rate and your watch is giving you ten to fifteen seconds a mile, for example, quicker than you should be getting there's a fucking placebo effect that day you you i remember just thinking oh my god another 450 like what the fuck whereas yesterday when it was like 500 501 it just didn't have the same like there's nothing wrong with five minutes and 501 like it's a it's a 211 marathon it's a 210 marathon you know but but it, but it isn't 206 or 207. <laughs> so it doesn't have the same like ring to it. Um, and so yeah, like it just goes to show like the power that placebo can really have, that it can really make you like, like, but what I do, sorry, what I forgot to say is, you know, I did that on the Tuesday. And then I remember like three days later, I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to test this. So I wanted to go to the track to do something on the track to kind of just to make sure that like you know it wasn't wrong and and so I do like a I remember doing like a 5k where I alternate paces and it's kind of like 468 240 42 and that was nice I kind of got that done and then I took a lap jog and then I had to do four mile like and I wanted to run that pretty hard like a pretty hard tempo um but I remember again just feeling really good really powerful and you know I think I averaged like 444 per mile um on the track and so between the Tuesday which 
you know, I later find out was actually 4.58 per mile. Um, and the Friday, like, you know, doing that four mile at 4.44, you know, that week in my head, I've just done a 12 mile tempo at 4.50. And then I backed it up on the Friday with like, you know, a pretty solid 5k. I think the 5k still comes out at like 15 minutes or something like that. Um, even though you're alternating paces. And then, you know, to do a four mile tempo at like sub 445, like it, it's what told me I could like break 62 minutes. It's why I was quite arrogant about that and, and quite sure of that. Um, of course, I mean, of course, I believed I could break 62. I just ran, you know, 12 miles in the park at like 63 minute pace and it felt comfortable. Um, but <laughs> the interesting thing is, it's only a couple of weeks later that I find out it was actually slower than that, and that my Apple Watch had just tricked me. Um, and actually, it's, I'm actually on a run with Jack Rowe, and I wear the Apple Watch, and he wears a Garmin, and I basically get the seven mile a lot sooner than he does. <laughs> and I'm like, oh fuck. Um, but it, but like, I'd already ran 209 and 61, so I didn't care. The placebo effect had already happened, and I didn't really give a shit, so. Okay, so on, on Sunday I averaged five oh two, um which to be honest I'm quite happy with. My my average heart rate was lower on Sunday, like two day like yesterday, sorry, than what it was in twenty twenty. So you know, I was I think I'm three and a half seconds per mile off what I was in twenty twenty. But like I said, the average heart rate was a bit lower. But and this is the but I probably didn't feel as good as I did in 2020. Like there was something about that tempo in 2020. And, you know, it could be that I was just back from altitude and, um, you know, it could be the placebo of seeing 450s and being like, holy shit. Um, or it could just be as simple as I was a tiny bit fresher in 2020 because I actually hadn't done a session. I did a session the following Thursday. So I'd had Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday just running. Whereas anyone that's been following what I'm doing at the minute, um, I've been doing, you know, a double session on the Tuesday, a double session on the Thursday. And so I'm, I'm probably not as fresh as, as maybe I don't, I certainly wasn't fresh in 2020, but you know, I, I wasn't doing double sessions. Um, and, and there's a, there's also like, uh, this is quite good because this is going to help people. Hold on. I'd kind of got into like, I'd got into this kind of rhythm and I kept like glancing down at the heart rate to see, just to make sure I was sort of working. I actually wanted to make sure I was working hard enough rather than too hard. And when you do get quite tired in training, it can be difficult to, you know, pull that heart rate up. It kind of feels like hard work because your legs are just tired. They, they, they don't want to work. Um, and so I had to be like, come on, Stephen, like you can, you can work harder than that. Um, and so I was glancing down and I kept noticing that the heart rate was kind of like 156, 157, et cetera, et cetera. And I had to almost have like a little chat with myself. I was kind of like, like, you think this is hard work, but it's not. You can work way harder than this. And then I was kind of like remembering back in Font Rameau, like, we, we were putting in that sort of effort every Sunday for like 15 to 20 miles. And so, you know, it, it, it's no wonder the, the tempo in 2020 felt better than how I felt yesterday is what I'm saying, because I'd already done it 
four or five times every Sunday. Whereas yesterday was, was the first time I had done a 10 miler about 10 days ago there and um, maybe like 12 days ago. But I, but it was very, very relaxed, like 150, 153 average heart rate, maybe. Um, whereas this tempo that I'm doing yesterday, I'll, I'll explain it like, I averaged about 160 and in 2020 I averaged 164 and that's average heart rate. But in 2020 I had also done the previous session was an eight mile tempo where I averaged like 170 heart rate. Like I went pretty damn hard. And so I know why in 2020 I felt better at that kind of effort. There's, there's a lot of reasons why I had done a lot of sessions that could help that tempo feel better if that makes sense so but where i'm going to come back to is my my training at the minute is kind of like i kind of have like my safe days and my safe days are very like very threshold basis and very simple two k's in the morning and then either you know one k's in the evening or sometimes even 400s but still at threshold Um, and that's my like bread and butter staple days keep it simple get them done go home get recovered move on um then like every sort of like 10 days to two weeks i do a longer tempo but sorry i'm gonna say a longer threshold right we'll call it a threshold and it's still very controlled and and i have to keep like i don't have to like i don't get shot if i don't but like the goal is to keep the lactate like probably like sub two to 2.5 and so i need to kind of be really disciplined but it also then feels pretty easy if i'm honest like i did it at victoria park in belfast which has to be like the fastest loop for a gps ever um, and so it told me i averaged like 505 but i probably averaged like 507 if i'm if i'm honest um but i but the lactate was sub two so it was like a perfect day you know, average heart rate was, I think, 153, which, you know, I actually race a marathon at like 168, 165 to 170 in that sort of range. But I've just found in training that, the, you know, the heart rate can be five to, you know, 10 beats lower. And so you have to be really careful because there's a lot of adrenaline on race day and you've tapered. So the heart rate's naturally a bit higher. Um, and so you do need to be really careful. So I've just explained the bread and butter double threshold day, the longer threshold day, which is like 10 miles, keeping the lactate still under like 2 to 2.5, um, which is bang on roughly what you're probably what the book would say you run a marathon at. Now, every athlete's different. Um, some people can, you know, hold a much higher, not a much higher, but like a slightly higher lactate for a marathon. And you might find if your running economy is very good and you know, with the way shoes are right now that, you know, these figures might change. Um, but that's, that's roughly, um, that's why you're running that sub 2.5. Well, certainly I could get really complicated, but two to 2.5, I'll leave it at that. Right. Now the other tempo I do, and this one I'll just call a tempo because threshold is very specific. It's very like, if you, if you, if you know your sports science or you've looked things up, there's, there's two thresholds, aerobic threshold and anaerobic threshold. Aerobic is kind of marathon. Um, 
sorry, aerobic is kind of marathon-y type threshold. Anaerobic threshold is more like half marathon or your one hour pace, right? I'm just going to call the next part a tempo because let's not really care about heart rate or lactate or, um, and so tempo, this longer tempo is, it's basically a day where I'm almost like saying, all right, I've, I've used science and, and I've used these thresholds and I've been very controlled and I've monitored everything really nicely. But I still think you need a day where you just kind of, you know, fuck science a little bit. Excuse my language, but you just be like, you know what? Today I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go and see, you know, how fast I can run. And it's not a race and it's not like, you know, you're, but you're just, you're putting in a pretty good shift. The reason you're not racing is because, you know, yesterday, if I, if I work too hard yesterday and I really push, well then, you know, it's likely that I'm not going to be able to come back on the Tuesday tomorrow, like 48 hours later and do my double threshold day. You know, if I fuck up that Sunday, but but it's also a day that you don't worry too much about heart rate. You don't worry too much about lactate. You have to I feel like you have to bridge the gap. Some people don't. Some people have to do this more than others. But some people get I think I get too comfortable training right i get into this like this comfort zone in training where it where i can manage it i can handle it it's all quite comfortable it's all quite easy i'm doing a lot of it by myself there's nobody really pushing me and so every now and again you either have to race or you have to do something in training that kind of kind of tests you a bit kind of makes you you're a bit nervous about it because you're not really sure how it's going to go and like here's this double threshold day tomorrow I am not nervous about that at all because I know exactly how it's going to go. Like I've, I've been doing it every Tuesday and Thursday for the last like five weeks. Like, whereas on Sunday there was a bit of nerves because I was like, Oh, fuck. Like, am I going to be able to do this? Like, I don't know. Like, wonder what my heart rate's going to be. Is it going to be similar to 2020? There was just a little bit of nerves and. And and in the end, it actually went really well. And, um, you know, like I said, to be like three and a half seconds per mile. Um, it doesn't tell the full story. Um, but but I'm telling you, like, there's take altitude out of the equation. I could do three sessions, literally three. And then I could repeat what I did yesterday and it would go better. I'd feel better. I'd feel more comfortable. Um, and but but it's not the right time to do those three sessions because those three sessions would push me closer to like a bit of a peak if that makes sense and and I don't you know I'm still 10 weeks away from Rotterdam I don't I don't want to be near a peak and so everything we're doing at the minute is quite slow and steady you know like you're just you're just patiently patiently chipping away at that fitness versus when you throw in like like the sessions I'm talking about would be like that like six to eight mile harder tempo where I where I really kind of give it a go. Um, or, you know, I could do three mile, two mile, two times a mile. And again, I could do those like, you know, really work the heart rate a bit instead of like 160 to 165. I'm kind of talking, you know. 170 plus and and like you're really kind of working and then you get a bit of recovery and then you know the three mile might be at 
450 pace that the two mile might be at 445 and and then you know the mile reps might be you know down to 435 for example and and then of course when you come back to do your longer you know threshold run or tempo run whatever you want to sort of call it like I did yesterday well well of course that's going to feel better because you've pushed your physiology forward but I think the only concern I have with that is that I would I would almost be rushing the fitness forward um and and I'm like I'm not going to say I peak yeah you'd pretty much peak a bit too soon because at the end of the day the race isn't until you know it's in 10 weeks time like Rotterdam's 10 weeks away and so even though yesterday I was only three and a half seconds per mile off 2020 I've kind of 10 weeks to work with here and I'm not saying that you know Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But actually, the way I've been training, very controlled, very well monitored, you know, short reps, four to five times 2K, eight times a K in the evening, nothing like, well, I haven't really pushed the fitness forward yet. I've been doing a lot, a lot of this well controlled and well monitored training. Don't get me wrong. These double threshold days add up. It's, it's, it's 10 miles of volume at threshold. 10 miles Tuesday, 10 miles Thursday. There's a lot, but it's basically like doing a lot of stuff that only moves you forward a little bit. And there's definitely, if you, if you only had, if you had four weeks before a big race, you probably wouldn't even bother with this kind of stuff. You might do like one session a week. And then what you're going to do is likely a bit more VO2. And and probably like I said, the three mile, two mile, two by mile, like you'd push that kind of that you'd, you'd be working at a harder tempo because you get quicker gains. There'd be quicker gains at that sort of harder tempo type stuff. But if you want to prolong your progression, that's when you can slow it down and you can do this kind of well monitored, well controlled. Think tiny, tiny gains, but not just tiny, tiny gains. You're also delaying when you peak. And that's, that's a lot of the time what you're trying to do. You're trying to delay when your body's going to peak because you don't want to peak in February if your race is in April. You don't, if I crushed that tempo yesterday, don't get me wrong. I'd have been excited. I'd have been like, that's awesome. And then we might have had to take a little step back and, and, and delay it more, but. But at the same time, like you're you're kind of ready 10 weeks early. And so what I what I would love to see is in like three weeks time for that to feel a bit better. And then in like seven weeks time with three weeks to go, maybe that's the day you want it to feel pretty good. And so in seven weeks time, which three sessions do you think I'll do? (laughs) You know, it's really quite simple. I'll make sure that before I do my kind of final one of those longer type tempos i'll make sure i've done the little sessions that i know help it get into a better place and then with two to three weeks to go you've done this sort of final longish tempo you felt really good it might even be quicker than what you did in 2020 and then you're buzzing then you're then you're full steam ahead towards rotterdam um, and that's look that that's in a nutshell training and and what i've been up to and um it it, it can be boring you know like it I, i'm not gonna lie like it's a 
sometimes it's a pretty boring existence and um boring and, and simple at the minute seems to be you know it seems to be pretty effective um I, i'm probably being a bit hard on myself with um the progression and and i'd, I'd always like to see little bits go better and um, but but that's when I what I sort of mentioned at the very start, you know, just just accept them where you are. There's there's days I have to go in the park and do, you know, four times two k at, you know, maybe five oh five per mile, and I'm thinking, what the fuck? Like, I re I I raced at four fifty seven per mile for a marathon, and here I am doing two k reps at you know five oh five, and now of course I'm trying to keep the lactate under two, and so. You know, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do, but, um, you know, you just have to accept where you're at and, and then gradually you'll, you'll see, well, there's no even guarantee, but gradually you hope you'll see a bit of an improvement, a bit of an acceleration. And, um, I'd, I'd really be quite, when I'd be quite buzzing, you know, it, it, all the stuff I've been doing recently kind of shows me now that I've done what I did yesterday, I kind of, I'll kind of know in future, you know, based on the the boring days, like I told you, the four times two k, the eight times a k, the um the the double threshold days that I've been doing. I think because I now have some data, um, it means the next time I go to do that longer type tempo, I'll probably be able to predict based on the shorter sessions roughly what I'm going to be able to manage. And so that's a really nice, that's the whole point of, that's why I wanted to start doing training like this, because again, not to sound like a broken record, but one of the problems in 2021 was I just didn't fucking know where the fitness was at. And like I said, I was, I was clinging to this confidence from 2020 and I still assumed I was a 61 minute guy and a, and a tool nine guy. And, and I just fucking wasn't <laughs> Jesus. I couldn't have been further away. You know, and, and so at the end of the day, let's in four weeks time, you know, four weeks time on a Tuesday morning, if I do my four times 2K or five times 2K and then I go that night and I do the eight times a K and I'm slower than what I was, you know, basically last week, it'll be at, at that point in four weeks time, it'll be if I'm slower than a month ago. Well, of course, I'm not going to expect on the Sunday to go out and run quicker than what I did yesterday, unless I'm tired or the weather. But, you know, if it's if it's fairly fair conditions, similar to a month before, and, you know, it, maybe it's the second time in a row, the four or five times 2K is coming up a little bit slower than it was a month before. Well, I'm going to have to look at the training and say, shit, like, what am I missing here? Like, what's happened? Why have I gone backwards? And and if it's gone forwards, well, then it's likely that you're going to expect that run on the Sunday to, you know, go a little bit better. It's it's pretty fucking simple stuff, like. Um, and so that's quite exciting. It's it's it can be nerve wracking in itself because you're constantly being monitored. You're you're constantly looking for progression. You're you're constantly kind of craving it, and um, and then if it doesn't come, you have to kind of you know deal with that and and be patient and um and it's also i'm not gonna lie like it's also pretty fucking hard it's hard on the body there's little niggles pop up and um and and i'm like I, i'm surprised my body's handle it as well as it has i think it's because i've been really really disciplined like my lifestyle 
um, the actual execution of the training. Like I said, if I have to run at 505 pace for 2Ks, that's what I do. Um, if, if I have Ricky there, the physiologist, and we take some lactates and, you know, maybe they're creeping up towards four, I back off straight away, slow it down, tail between the legs. It's what you've got to do. There's got to be a lot of discipline to, to execute this amount of training um, at a pretty high intensity. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Hold on. Oof, I'm having a Baraka. Definitely really excited about it. Um, it's added a, yeah, just a little layer of excitement to 2022 that, honestly, I probably haven't had for a while. Um, I don't know. Sometimes just, just when you run really well, like I did in 2020, it's, it's easy to get a little bit complacent. It's, it's easy to think you're fucking really good and, don't need to try and stuff like this. And, and I, and I'm pretty sure that's just what happened. I just got a wee bit ahead of myself. Whereas now that I've been 2021 was very, very humbling. Um, and so it really made me want to work hard in 2022 to hopefully run better than I've ever ran before. Um, and, and that's, yeah, that's the goal. Um, and, and then in terms of life, like maybe I'll do another podcast in a couple of days, just, Life's really good. I'm, I'm, I'm settled. I'm, you know, I'm feeling good about life. And I think that's what's helping me just, you know, stay, keep things simple, repeat the basics really well. And, um, I'm not constantly on edge or, you know, constantly unsure of myself or constantly not sure where I want to be. And like, I've really probably just ticked off some of the best, probably some of the best four to five weeks training that I've done in quite a long time. So, in terms of consistency, not necessarily splits and, and all this kind of thing, but the consistency has been really, really impressive. You know, you're looking at 92 miles, 95, 92. Then I had an easier week planned, about 75, and then back to 90 last week. And, you know, hopefully this week and next week I'll be back up in the 90s again. And, yeah, it's just ticking boxes and um, keeping things quite simple and um, just not trying to complicate things. So. Look, I appreciate you guys listening. Um, shout out to Neil who um <laughs> sent me a DM and told me to um get a podcast up. So that is actually really nice. Like, um, it's quite nice that people want to hear what you have to say. Um, but I do. I it's like it's not. I I would do more. I just it's not that I forget. I just yeah, like don't always think. Oh, I should throw a podcast up. So. All right, guys, take care and have a nice day, evening, whenever you're listening. Bye-bye.